Hello and welcome to Hot Rod Bible Study. Tonight we are in our next to the last uh, study on, in the book of Ecclesiastes. We'll be studying chapter 10. Next week we're going to double up on chapters 11 and 12. So we are coming to the end here. Again, uh, the whole idea on the book of Ecclesiastes is Solomon talking about uh, the wisdom of the world being folly, being silly. Um, so we're going to continue on with that. Before we start, though, something I'd like to share with you. You know, I like old old uh, TV programs. I would rather watch old TV programs than the stuff that's on. So anyway, so that means I record some. And I record Have Gun Will Travel. And last week I'm watching this one, and it's got this story about this old bank robber who ends up getting shot. And he says to Paladin, well, I'd just like to have somebody, you know, read some, say some words over me. And it was really interesting. He was quoting Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 11 and 12, just what we were talking about last week. I had to call Pam in and say, hey, check this out. And I had to back it up. And there it was. And it was, I said, wait a minute, those are some pretty familiar words. And I don't know. It's kind of one of those deals uh, that Pam and I both like to call God winks. It's kind of one of those things where, okay, God's saying, yeah, yeah, you're doing okay. It's, this is, this is all right. But it was just really strange seeing it on, on, on have gun will travel, you know, paladin. I keep thinking I'm going to get some cards made up that say Willadin, have Bible will travel, but <laughs> pretty neat. With that, let's, let's open with a prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. We thank you for this time. We pray that you are with us this evening, that you send your Holy Spirit upon us and open our hearts and minds to your word. And as always, keep me from making a, mess, a fool of this whole mess. Say this in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. All right. Now, speaking of fools, uh, we'll be reading on about that right now. Chapter 10, verse 1 says... Dead flies putrefy the perfumer's ointment and can cause it to give off a foul odor. 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 So does a little folly to one respected for wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart at his left. And when a fool walks along the way, he lacks wisdom. And he shows everyone that he is a fool. And if the spirit of the ruler rises against you, do not leave your post, for conciliation pacifies great offenses. There is an evil I have seen under the sun, and it has an error proceeding from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity, while the rich sit in a lowly place. I have seen servants on horses, while princes walk on the ground like servants. He who digs a pit will fall into it, and whoever breaks through a wall will be pardon me, bitten by a serpent. He who quarries stones may be hurt by them, and he who splits wood may be endangered by it. If the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the edge, then he, use, he must use more strength. But wisdom brings success. A serpent may bite when it is not charmed. The babbler is no different. The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, 
but the lips of a fool shall 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 shallow him up. The words of his mouth begin with foolishness, and the end of his talk is raving madness. A fool also multiplies words. No man knows what is to be. Who can tell him what will be after him? The labor of fools wearies them, and they do not know how, they do not even know how to go into the city. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child and your prince's feast in the morning. Blessed are you, O land, when your king is the son of nobles and your prince's feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. Because of laziness, the building decays and through idleness of hands, the house leaks. A feast is made for laughter and wine makes merry, but money answers everything. Do not curse the king even in your thought. Do not curse the rich even in your bedroom. For a bird of the air may carry your voice and a bird in flight may tell the matter. Sounds like a little bird told me this, right? That's where we're going to stop. All right. Here we are. Dead flies putrefy the performers, perfumers, man, perfumers ointment. And it will give off a foul odor. No kidding. <laughs> and it says, so does a little folly to one respected for wisdom and honor. So just a little fly can mess up an entire perfume and a little folly can, um, give the same effect to respect someone in respect for wisdom and honor. It says it takes, you know, it does. It takes years to build up a reputation, but it only takes a few days to ruin that reputation. Reckless behavior can cancel out uh, a lot of people's respect for you. So that's the thing. It's just, he's just talking about, hey, don't be foolish in what you're doing because it can just cancel all this stuff out. Verse 2 says, a wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart at his left. Okay, these are ancient symbols for right hand being strong and good, left being weak and bad. Uh, interesting enough, the Latin word sinister means left. Hmm. So all you lefties out there, no, just kidding. Uh, and it also if you think about it, where does Jesus sit? Jesus sits at the right hand of God. Again, these are ancient symbols for strength and good. Okay, verse 3, even when a fool walks along the way, he lacks wisdom, and he shows everyone that he is a fool. You know, even the simplest things, it's, it's easy for people to be foolish. Okay, and this is pretty much what Solomon is, is pointing out. We can do really foolish things in a simple task, not using our head for anything besides a hat rack. Now, if the spirit of the ruler, verse 4, rises against you, do not leave your post. Uh, even in difficult times, uh, cling to your faith is the big deal, and Difficult times, stay there. Do not leave your post. Cling to your faith. For conciliation pacifies, pacifies great offenses. Um, 
The Message Bible says, A calm disposition quiets intemperate rage. Okay? Conciliation pacifies great offenses. A calm disposition pacifies intemperate rage. Um, you've seen that. Uh, we talked about this recently, where if somebody's upset and you come to them being calm, it's kind of easier to cool, cool them down, you know. Uh, and again, I've had that happen to me when I've been upset, you know, not, not, not done yelling yet. And somebody says something that just takes that all away and you think, rats, I had this big old line that I was going <laughs> to try to communicate. So, yeah. Verse 5, there is an evil that I have seen under the sun. Remember, this is Solomon talking about what he's seen in the world as an error proceeding from the ruler. And that is, folly is set in great dignity while the rich sit in a lowly place. I have seen servants on horses while the princes walk on the ground like servants. Uh, Not everything is fair. Not everything seems to add up like it ought to. Again, uh, somebody uh, in rich sitting in a lowly place. Well, that can be taken a couple of ways. Uh, it could be taken that they aren't being respected for whomever they are, or it could also be that they took that lowly place. Remember Jesus talked about, uh, don't go, if you're at a banquet, don't go sit at the head of the table because the... Uh, the uh, master of the banquet might come up to you and say, hey, out of that seat, we got this guy that's better that needs to be sitting here. You don't want that. But sit in a lowly place and be brought up. And again, this is Jesus referring to the way heaven is, that, okay, if you are humble, you will be receiving more things than somebody who's talking about how really groovy they are. Okay, verse 8 says, he who digs a pit will fall into it. Um, you know, dangerous activities require some thinking or there'll be injuries at hand, right? You, you got to use your head again for something besides a hat rack. It says, and whoever breaks through a wall will be bitten by a serpent. And the idea here is there's a lot of, lot of room in between walls where serpents can hide. Snakes, and you get snake bit, not a good idea. And it says, he who quarries stones may be hurt by them, and he who splits wood may be endangered by it. Again, some of these are endangered, these are dangerous activities. Um, but what I like here is in verse 10, it says, if the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength. So what does that say? Sharpen these things. And it's not just talking about physically using your head. And, you know, it's it's the old adage of um, work smart, not hard. You know, don't use different things uh, that aren't. Again, you're, a lot of times you're only as good as your tools are. You know, if you've got a dull axe, you'll be spending the whole afternoon trying to cut something. But the idea, too, is... It says in here, it says, but wisdom brings success. And uh, F.B. F. B. Meyer made a really helpful application 
to the Christian worker of this specific anthology. It's just there are times with all who work for God when they are blunt through much usage. Okay, if you've got somebody who's been really volunteering at church or doing whatever the deal is, or they could be a pastor, whatever the thing is, uh, if they don't take time to recharge, uh, they become blunt. That's it. It's through much usage. At all such times, let us turn to God and say, put in more strength. I like that. Lord, I need more strength. Need more strength. Let your power be magnified in my weakness. Give more grace so that your work shall not suffer. So surely more work is done. This is another great thing. More work is done by a blunt edge and divine power than a sharp edge with little power. And on that, I'm thinking about, you know, there's, there's people who seem to not necessarily be the, the, uh, sharpest knife in the drawer, but through the divine, uh, power through God using them. Remember, God uses us. He, he doesn't, what is it? He doesn't, um, call the equip. He equips the called. Uh, so the, the power of God through this, again, uh, is, is better, more work being done. Now, verse 11 goes on to say, a serpent may bite when it is not charmed. The babbler is no different. You know, a babbler, that's someone who keeps talking on and on and on without saying anything. And then sometimes they can also say biting words and not know when to stop. You know, have you ever run into that? I, have you ever been guilty of that? I think I've been guilty of that, where you just keep on going and going, and you don't, you don't need to keep saying that. You don't need to keep going on. Now, the words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool shall swallow him up. The, the NIV puts it this way, fools are consumed by their own lips. Ooh, fools are consumed by their own lips. That's, that's quite descriptive. The words, verse 13, of his mouth, the fool's mouth, begin with foolishness, of course. And at the end of his talk is raving madness. You can't figure a thing out from it. Now, a fool, verse 14, also multiplies his words. Let's see what, let's see what Jesus has to say about that. Let's look at Matthew chapter six, verse seven, where it says, and I really love this, and it's talking about prayer. And he says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as a heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Okay. Jesus is saying, you know, short and sweet's fine. And, it's backing this up too, where it says a fool multiplies words. Sometimes people have an idea that, that the more words that they say, the more they'll be heard. But I don't take that. At least it doesn't work for me. Uh, I remember being a kid in school and a, the teacher going over and over and over on something. And it, sometimes there's kids that need this. But with me, man, I'm back in the back playing with the pencils, drawing race cars and all that kind of stuff. Come on, move on. I got that. Let's move on to the next thing. Um, so I, I 
The fool multiplies his words, and no man knows what is to be. Who can tell him what will be after him? Uh, E.M. Zur, another one of the old guys, uh, Bible com- commentators that I like, said, no one can tell what he means by what he has said, nor is he likely to say, they can tell what he's likely to say next either. <laughs> you know, not going to be able to tell this. Verse 15, the labor of fools worries them, for they do not even know how to go to the city. Okay, J. Stafford Wright puts it this way. In a fine note of sarcasm, this proverb says that a person may be so involved in arguing about the universe that he misses what the ordinary person is concerned about, namely finding his way home. (laughs) Yeah, well, how do I get home? Well, you know, if you go on and on and on and on. Mm, try and describe how you should go home. Well, if you do this, okay. Verse 16 says, Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child and your princes feast in the morning. You know, princes feasting in the morning, all of a sudden, that's all they're doing. What he's talking about is partying. Start partying in the morning and that's what they do. Now, when your king is a child, when your king is immature, uh, Solomon knows something about this. Um Let's look at 1 Kings 3, uh, verses 7 through 9, where it says, and this is, this is Jesus speaking, speaking to, I mean, Jesus, Solomon speaking to God, where it says, Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or to come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? And God blessed him. God blessed him with wisdom. And it's like he says, you know, instead of asking for money and fame and all this stuff, he says, you ask for wisdom, and I'll give you that, and I'll give you the money and fame stuff. Too bad that, again, our, our hero Solomon here, arguably the wisest guy ever to walk this earth, um, didn't always act wisely. Hmm. Verse 17 says, Blessed are you, O land, when your king is the son of nobles. Okay. And your princes feast at the proper time. Not getting up in the morning and, and partying. It says, but for strength and not for drunkenness. Okay. Which is a perfect, perfect contrast to the previous verse, verse 16. Now, verse 18 says, Because of laziness, the building decays, and through the idleness of hands, the house leaks. Okay. Uh, Just as a lazy homeowner fails to maintain his house, or if you fail to maintain your car, uh, we all know that. You fail, if you just drive the darn thing and... uh, Somebody, somebody I heard one time said, "Oh, that oh, five thousand mile oil change—that's a deal. That's just a thing for the 
oil companies. That's a scam because you don't really need to change your oil. They're just trying to sell oil. Okay, whatever the deal is. But if you don't take care of what God has given you, um, it will uh, decay. And the same thing, with what Solomon is saying here, it's the same thing for the leader of the country. If the leader is not maintaining what's going on in the country, it can decay. Huh. About that sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Hmm. Verse 19. A feast is made for laughter and wine makes merry. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong for that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, here it is. Remember, uh, back in verse 17, uh, he does say your pre, your prince's feast at a proper time. It's, it's okay to, uh, have a banquet. Remember, uh, when we get to heaven, it's like a wedding banquet is the whole thing that we're to do. So that's just great. It's just when you, that's all you do. <laughs> it's really useless. There's a time for everything. And Solomon goes on to say, but money answers everything. Boy, that seems like Solomon is just saying, well, what you really need is money. You don't need anything but money. Uh, but money rightly managed, okay, uh, can really help prepare for the future. All right. Verse 20, last verse of the chapter. Do not curse the king, even in your thought. Do not curse the rich, even in your bedroom. For a bird of the air may carry your voice, and a bird in flight may tell the matter. Again, sounds like a little birdie told me this, right? Message Bible, it's, it's got a good good one on this. says, don't badmouth your leaders, not even under your breath. Don't abuse your betters, even the privacy of your home. Loose talk has a way of getting picked up and spread around. A little bird drops the crumbs of your gospel, your gossip far and wide. I like that. Yeah, people have, and people do have a tendency when you're gossiping and all this kind of stuff, people have a tendency to listen to this and then they repeat it and it gets worse. He's saying, don't do it. Don't do it. That's a wise thing to do. All right. A little short this, this evening. We'll make up for it next week when we have a, Tour on the on the uh, chapter uh, again. It is uh, there is a difference between wisdom and folly, and this is what Solomon has been trying to tell us throughout this entire book. Uh, not just that. I go back to chapter three where he talks about a time for everything, and again the bird song that came from that. Um, but he also pretty much points out that following the ways of the world is folly, and the following the ways of God is wisdom. And with that, got to see questions, comments, or smart aleck remarks. I see that Gromit the Wonder Dog is happy with his chew toy right now. I thought maybe it'd go flying through the air sometime this evening. It didn't. Uh, anyway, I just want to thank all of you who tuned into this for doing that and being so faithful. And I also uh, pray that everything is going well in your life. And if you need any prayer or if you have any questions or comments, get a hold of me. I'm, I'm here. I'm easy to get a hold of. And with that, may the Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen.